If you're affected by anything you hear on this podcast or you just want to talk, please reach out to someone for help and support. You can also get in touch with Man Blues via manblues at gmx.com. We also have a presence on Twitter or X, as well as on Instagram and Mastodon. We're not qualified to help, but we can listen. Please don't suffer in silence. I'm Leon Deggs, and I have Man Blues. This episode is also about having a wobble. Hi, and welcome to Man Blues Podcast. As promised in the last episode, this episode is also about having a wobble. Whereas the last episode focused specifically on a particular aspect of having a wobble, this will be a little bit different. The last episode I discussed having a wobble in regards to my confidence in the podcast and how I feel it's going and how I feel as though it's not getting the traction and the reach. And of course, if you've not listened to that episode, please go back and listen to that because although it was labelled part one and this is labelled part two, they don't really dovetail to each other. So what do I mean? Right, well, the phrase giving your head a wobble, my sister uses it quite a lot and she uses it as a technique to allow her to not sweat the small stuff and she seems to think it works however I don't know to me it feels like it's just an equivalent of man up and as I've said before well I've probably said it a long time ago to be fair but man up is one of the most hateful phrases I think can be used because that really suggests that a certain type of behavior is required in order for you to feel comfortable And that's why I dislike it. I think anything where it sort of suggests that all you have to do is alter your behavior and you'll be better at things is is ridiculous, to be honest, because you can't necessarily alter your behavior in that moment. And sometimes behavior has to be taught and then relearned. It's like my frustration, and this is going to be a stupid rant, and I do apologize in advance, but it's like my frustration with people not indicating in the cars when they're driving. It's a learned behavior that you have to have in your system in order for you to pass your driving test. If you don't indicate at the roundabout or you don't indicate left and right when you're turning into roads, you will fail your driving test. But there are so many drivers out on the road right now who don't bother indicating because as far as they're concerned, they don't have to tell you. I don't even know what goes through these people's minds, but the point is, it's a behavioral trait that you had to learn in order to pass your driving test. And then as soon as you did that, You decided it was no longer for you because you couldn't be bothered or maybe you forgot and then suddenly you're just driving with your hands on the wheel and you don't pay attention to other people and you don't care about other road users. But those will be the people who are the first to complain when they are waiting at the roundabout and a car doesn't indicate and they could have moved on earlier than they did. It's a frustration. But that's my point about a behavioural change. Because the suggestion here is that you can, whatever it is that's worrying you, you can just give your head a bit of a shake, loosen those thoughts as though your thoughts are like little grains of sand that are struggling to go through a sieve. And if you give them a shake, all the little worries will just sift through the sieve and then whatever's the actual thing will just remain at the top. And that's the bit you can focus on. Now, as a philosophy, I like that. I like the idea that there's detritus around the thing that I'm trying to focus on. And if I wobble my head, the sand will filter through the sieve and I'll be able to see a bit more clearly what it is I'm dealing with. Now, if that's what she means when she says, give your head a wobble, 
I'm okay with that. But I don't think it is. As I say, I think it's her way of saying to herself, just get over yourself. And that is where I have a problem with it. Because she says this a lot. And I find that, well, I don't know if it's the same for you, but sometimes when you're surrounded by someone who has a particular phraseology that they use often, you may find that that phraseology also creeps into your language. And you start saying that same phrase. And you start speaking that same way. And I've got an issue with that because, well... I probably mentioned it before, but there's a chap at work who thinks he's clever because he uses the word myself, but he uses it wrong because he thinks it's a clever way of speaking English, but in actual fact, he couldn't be more wrong. He'll say things like, can you send that to myself? Can you include myself in the email? Well, those of you that have studied language to any degree will know that myself is a reflexive term. You can only do it to yourself. You can't do it to anyone else. I can't send yourself something and you can't send myself something it's something you do to yourself it's something i do to myself or they do to themselves that's the only way that phrase works but this is what i mean about the language bleeding down from others because this guy's a manager of a team at work and all the people under him all talk like him because they think that that's how it's done so when my sister is standing there saying she needs to give her head a wobble I think maybe I need to give my head a wobble when it comes to things like where I'm being asked to come back in the office and I don't feel comfortable with that. Do I need to give my head a wobble about my specific anxieties that I face with those sorts of things? Or is it right and correct that I have these fears and these worries and these anxieties and wobbling them out of my head just puts it off for another day? Because that's what I believe. Because that's what my problem is. She thinks that if she just wobbles all the bad thoughts out of her head, it'll fix them and then they'll go away. Well, they don't. And that's the problem. Because it sort of seems to work. As I said, that principle of shaking your head and the loose grains of sand filtering through the sieve, leaving you to focus on the actual problem, kind of works mentally. But given the things that I've had to consider over these past few weeks and, and the changes that I'm experiencing in my private life, I've often thought... I kind of just need to give my head a wobble and get on with it. But that's the problem. Give it a wobble and get on with it. That's the same thing as saying, oh, just grow up, get over yourself, move on. And those are the dangerous phrases that mean that whatever it is I'm suffering from and whatever it is that's causing those feelings in me never really gets dealt with. You know, it's that old one of, oh, just push it down. Push it down and lock it away and it'll be fine. You don't need to worry about that emotion. But you kind of do. Because that's where people tend to go a little bit off the rails when all of a sudden they snap. See, for me, it's the mere suggestion that wobbling the head will wobble those problems away, which means they no longer have a hold over me and they're no longer impactful on my life or my decision making. But as I say, the problem is you wobble them out of your head. It doesn't make them go away. It's more likely that I'm just going to accept things and move on from there. But tomorrow, they'll be back. Or maybe even tonight as I go to bed and I'm trying to close my eyes and get some restful sleep. Suddenly, there they are again. And surely this whole thing just ignores what my quote-unquote problem is in the first place. And that gets swept under by me telling myself to grow up, to man up, to step up well, any kind of up, really, to stop being petulant about whatever it is that I'm struggling with. Also, is this phrase, give your head a wobble, is it just a euphemism for worry? And, you know, if so, how can you stop worrying? There's nothing wrong with worry. There's nothing wrong, actually, with overthinking. 
The only time it becomes a problem is when you feel it's getting in the way of what you're trying to do, or other people are angry at you because you are indecisive or you are not able to step forward. Other people will vent their frustrations on you. I've been very critical of myself in the past and I've certainly been very critical of myself on this podcast. But in the past, when it's come down to my music, as a for example, not to keep boring you about my music, but when it comes down to my music, I've always been reluctant to release my material for people, for general public consumption, whatever. Because in my head, it's never really finished because I don't think I'm good enough. So should I man up, grow up, step up, and get over myself and just release it, even though in the back of my head I'm thinking it's not ready, it's not right. And I know other people will be frustrated at me because they'll be saying, but I've heard what you've played and it's great, just release that, it's great. Whereas I think, no, yeah, yeah. And that's just an insecurity. That's just a level of a lack of confidence, really. But it's only because I've been doing these podcasts and I've been talking about these issues that I face that I'm able to reframe these things correctly. So this wobble must be about reframing those things which are bothering you. It allows you to either disregard them for now or it gives you the tools to momentarily jump over your shadow. It's like it gives you that little boost of confidence to just go, you know what, this thing isn't going to defeat me today. Sure, it might get me tomorrow or it might get me next week, but today I'm golden. So let's move into some positivity on this because if, if, if I've understood what my sister's phrase is about correctly, and if I've understood the idea behind it correctly, then to me it feels like about getting rid of a particular worry. She's got something on her mind and she's just like, oh, give your head a wobble and move on. Stop letting that bother you. She tends to use this phrase more when she's telling me stories about things that have happened in her life where she feels as though she's the victim. And that's when she sort of said, oh, just give your head a wobble and move on and stop thinking about it and stop worrying about it. And, you know, it's not this and it's not that. I mean, I can dwell on things as well as the next man. And that's normal. And in fact, we all have that thing where we replay those arguments in our heads or we replay those conversations or that time we said that really cringy thing. We all do that. You are not alone and you're not unique in that. And we all have that worry in our heads that, oh, if only I hadn't said that or if only I'd done this. That's kind of a level of regret and a level of confidence that's missing from you or whatever that you don't have the courage of your convictions. I mean, I had a conversation with my wife some time ago about my son deciding he wanted to stop doing the jiu-jitsu. It took me a long time to come to terms with that because he'd been doing it for 10 years and he didn't get the final belt and he was worried about being injured. And that's why he was genuinely scared of being injured in that final exam. So he didn't want to go for it. So he stepped out and it took me a long time to understand that that decision for him will have been the right decision no matter when it was in his life because I can never remember walking away from something and regretting it because when I made the decision at the time it was the right decision and that's what this kind of giving your head a wobble is it's kind of like for me the positive spin on that would be to give your head a wobble and go do you know what this is wrong I need to walk away from this I had something close to that really early on in my university career when there was a girl I was friendly with and I had an issue where I needed to go to the doctors. It wasn't a you know a serious issue. It was just that I, I had I, I have white coat syndrome, so whenever they take my blood pressure, it, I panic and it goes through the roof. So they wanted to see me regularly, but of course I was nervous going back to the doctors. So this girl said she'd come with me. The doctor said, "Nope, you can't have somebody here." So we just sort of blurted out that she was my girlfriend. 
And as time wore on, I kind of realised that this girl wasn't actually very nice, but she was coming along because she was nosy. And the problem I had then was one day I was just sat in the GP's office and the girlfriend wasn't there. I think I was tired. And when I'm tired, as I've said before, I, I struggle to kind of hold back the truth and hold back, you know, I'm, I, I can't keep Mr. Nice at the front because Mr. Nice takes a lot of energy. So, I, you know, I was tired and she said, what's going on? I said, I, just, I think I don't like my girlfriend very much. And the doctor just looked at me and like, okay, let's take your blood pressure. But for me, that was that, giving my head a wobble, clearing out the sand and seeing the truth. And the truth was, she wasn't very nice. I don't know why I let her into my life as much as I did. And I needed to move away from that. And that's where, in that particular example, giving my head a wobble to get clarity worked. So if giving your head a wobble is the thing that I've understood that it's about worry, how can you stop worrying? Well, as ever, here at the Man Blues podcast, we've done a little bit of research for you, pulled together a few bits of examples as well as some URLs that were going to be in the blurb as per. And number one, take a mindful relaxation break. If your worries and negative thought patterns feel inescapable, it might be time to switch up your routine. Number two, write down your worries. Sometimes it can be as simple as that. Put it on a piece of paper and then you look at it and you think, it's just words. It's only words. Number three, learn your triggers. Number four is to practice breathing techniques. And number five, weirdly, adjust your diet. Now, I say weirdly because that tends to come up a lot when it comes down to mental health. You'd be surprised how many times I've seen something in the course of the research for this podcast where it says adjust your diet or be mindful of what you eat. And I just think, where's this coming from? But I suppose if you consider it in that way, if you're not getting enough healthy grain and you're not getting enough um, fruit or you're not getting enough, you know, vegetables there are going to be some chemicals that are just missing from your diet. Moreover, if you're eating largely processed food, uh, you know, the kind of stuff that makes you tired, if you're eating too much of that, you're going to end up in a position where you're not getting the right kind of things in your body. You might end up with more toxins than natural quality stuff. You know, those things that can help you because as soon as you start adjusting those measures, taking the relaxation breaks, writing down your worries and so on, you get into a position where suddenly those things don't seem as problematic as they were. And sometimes that's all it needs, just that little reframe of what it is that you're currently looking at that's making you feel concerned. Where you feel, you need to give yourself a wobble. I'm Leon Deggs, and while it's good to rise above things by giving your head a wobble, don't forget that they don't actually go away. You may need remedial measures. Thank you for listening. <laughs>